There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cold Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash coldpopsha. and welcome to the Cole Popish Podcast. My name is AJ, and as usual, I'm joined by Richard, or I'm joining Richard, I should say, on this episode. Yeah, this yeah, I'm the, the leader. The I'm, I'm clearly the one who wears the pants on this podcast. Mm. Although, ironically, are you wearing pants right now? I'm wearing shorts. Uh, I'm just wearing underwear. Oh. So, you are, in fact, wearing the pants. There you go. Um, Richard, these are dark days. These are scary are, times. It feels weird to be doing our dumb little podcast um, mm. in the midst of everything that's going on in, uh, this and on this crazy little ball of water that we like to call Earth. Yeah, and the last two episodes we've sort of made rather flippant jokes about um, coronavirus and COVID-19. Why has it got two names? That sounds like a, the start of a bad stand-up comedian. But uh, do you want to actually know the answer, or are they, you they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to perform to anyone because crowds of <laughs> over a hundred are cancelled? Um, um, why? Uh, well, so, so coronavirus is the like type of virus. So SARS was a coronavirus. Uh, MERS mm. was a coronavirus. The actual thing is COVID nineteen. It's like um, uh, it's like cancer and breast cancer. Right. Well, I just wanted to say that I know we made jokes on the last couple episodes about it, and um, I don't think making jokes about it at this stage is completely out of the question, <laughs> but mm. if in three weeks it's real fucking serious, I just want to preemptively apologize <laughs> for making jokes about it in previous episodes. And if it's not too serious, then um, keep coming back to the Cult Popsha podcast for all mm. your your weekly uh, making fun of yep. a very serious situation that is affecting thousands of people internationally. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of um, a very pointless and doomed run through the James Bond series every two weeks here on on the Cop Ops podcast for film franchise fortnights and so we because we couldn't give our patrons over at patreon.com slash um the the ability to choose every second franchise we cover because we were doing James Bond and so many different segments we were like okay you guys can choose our in-between episodes our off weeks as we call them um and so this is our second patreon suggested off week yes 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 so and i'm very much like last last uh off week where you um just listed movies you watched 
<laughs> I I also don't really know what we're doing for this episode. So enlighten me, Richard. You've you've done all the all the the work. So yeah, allow me to to ride your coattails for the next hour or so. Yeah, because two weeks ago, as I so proudly proclaimed, I uh, was very busy show running a TV show. Uh, that is no longer happening. Uh, so I oh. was able to, um, yeah, uh, to do to put a bit more effort into this week's um, podcast, but still very little effort. Um, mm. Yeah, so it is postponed, um, though, my, my show, so that should be happening at some point within the next 12 months. Which means we can now pour all our love and resource into this podcast. Mm. I paid attention to a James Bond film for the first time today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go um okay so the comment this is coming from is uh from jeremy on our patreon uh mm-hmm. who said uh what should be the cult popsha code for movie watching slash slash consumption e.g how long after a movie is released are you allowed to talk public publicly about spoilers what kinds of food can be consumed at a cinema during a movie should people be allowed to talk during trailers at the cinema um areas that need rules and then um, we can settle on an official cult option ruling um so we opened this up um to a broader pop culture some general life advice kind of things uh but we're going to go through some some famous heated debates and uh as the two uh biggest boys in the world of <laughs> in the world <laughs> in the world of uh pop culture uh, we're going to give you the official cult popsha pop culture consumer guidelines. So consumer guidelines, like the etiquette for consuming etiquette. pop culture. Okay, the cult popsha pop culture etiquette for consuming pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, okay. I, yeah, I think a good place to start is with spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Jeremy mentioned his post, uh, how long are you before you're able to talk about spoilers publicly? So this is, we're talking- This is an age old debate. After after a film has been released, my traditional rule of thumb has been um, the the rule of twos. Um, So this is two days for an episode of television, two weeks for a movie, and then I guess two months for a book. After that point, if you haven't seen- the uh the scene or consumed the pop culture in question it's uh your duty to avoid it not for everyone else to avoid talking about it around you um Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're at work or at school and end game has just come out for for a two-week period everyone who's seen the movie should be checking that everyone around them has seen the movie before they talk about it. And they should be very careful about it. After the two week period, anyone who's yet to see it, that is avoiding spoilers, uh, needs to remove themselves from those conversations. They need to self isolate. They need to self isolate (laughs) for at least 14 days. Um, and then with television now, it's interesting when it gets into television because, um, and I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before. I've certainly said it in our personal life that we share, but like, uh, the way we consume television has completely changed because when The Mandalorian came out, you famously proclaimed that you thought it was going to be the next Game of Thrones. Uh, mm. And then, oh, how we all laughed at you. 
I wish we would stop saying I famously did things that I just said to you and another friend. Well, we're not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the reason, like, not only as the season went on, did we see that the Mandalorian wasn't hitting those same kind of highs that the uh, that the Game of Thrones was in its early seasons. Um, and I mean, maybe it will be the next big thing. It ended on a high note. But I feel like television isn't like a communal thing anymore. It's um, Game of Thrones was kind of the last show to start and continue on for long enough where uh, even in 2019, it was like, you come to work the next day, everyone's talking about last night's episode kind of thing. Mm. And that's only because it's it's a relic of the early 2010s when that was what you did. Um, and so now it seems like, I, I don't know if there ever will be another Game of Thrones where we have to implement this two-day rule um, of, did you see last night's episode? Okay, then we won't talk about it publicly, but then a few days later, it's it's open for business. But so we do have to kind of come up with a new ruling then, because I think that now that television or like prestige television tends to be more towards like the binge model. So it's like, oh, the new season of um, Stranger Things comes out. And w- what do you think are, are the statute of limitations on something like Stranger Things dropping on a Friday night? Um, I think that in general, I think you're right about Game of Thrones is is what kind of carried over this previous etiquette um because of the type of show it was but I think that TV in general is a lot more niche and mm. Game of Thrones was maybe the last niche show that everyone was watching like yeah. nerds were watching Game of Thrones and jocks were watching Game of Thrones you know like yeah because it was like which, it came from a time when there was 12 good shows and so people tended to watch the best one whereas now there's a hundred good shows and Mm. people have their own four that they watch yeah and i honestly if i if i rack my brain i cannot think of a show currently that has captured everyone's attention as much of game as as game of thrones so that everyone is watching it there are shows that deserve that title but it just hasn't happened you know um and so what what are the rules around spoiling tv shows i would say they are rules specific to your individual communities yeah. because you know my co-worker isn't going to care if i tell him what happens in the new season of better call saul while my flatmates who are only on season two would care if i told them mm. what happened yeah exactly and it's 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 because it's it's shows are more niche now and are designed to be that way too like mm. there are so many more shows which are about um you know which are representing niche communities that are watched by those niche communities mm. and on top of that what is a spoiler in a in certain types of tv shows like not every show is going to like what's so what's a show that has a real niche audience what's an example rick and morty because you have to be quite intelligent mm. well rick and morty is interesting because i feel like to spoil rick and morty it's to tell people the jokes before you they mm, see it like point. in a comedy the jokes are the spoilers that's a yeah. rule i'm impl- implementing that's how that translates <laughs> over to comedy is that yeah you might not think you're spoiling rick and morty by telling me that rick turns himself into a pickle um <laughs> but you actually just how- ruined one of the all-time great comedic moments <laughs> what 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 you've done like technically you haven't told me like 
what happens in the end of the episode yeah which is what you would what would constitute a spoiler or a you know a certain type of spoiler for other for movies and for dramas but like in a comedy the end of the episode is often a lot less like the stakes are often a lot less high than what happens within the episode um with there are exceptions i would say something like the good place is was very was a very spoilerable show um yeah but again if someone told me the jokes as well as the plot points in the good place i wouldn't be happy so <laughs> i'd be a very grumpy boy yeah i think that the the two day limitation still applies the two-day statute of limitation still applies mm. for tv show spoilers within your community of people that watch it, it. It's, it's a good rule of thumb i think yeah but then you you are also able to amend that rule if your community has started watching mr robot for the first time yeah. like there's the, you can't then just tell them what happens and be like oh it's been out for two days so i think it's it's with well, you can't do yeah. this with major release movies but with tv shows you can set the rules yourself yeah um within your own little yeah yeah it's more about like friends. um if if an episode is if a tv show like game of thrones is coming out week to week if you like you have two days to watch you maybe you can't watch it live maybe you're busy the next day but that like on that other day you have to watch it otherwise it's like are you actually even caring about it and like two weeks to watch yeah. a movie a mainstream movie is is plenty of time for someone who genuinely wants to get to the cinema and avoid spoilers but yeah, i think that the way we discuss tv shows has completely changed it's no longer um did you see last night's episode it's have you seen you on netflix i won't spoil it for you but you should check it out you know it's it's no longer yeah. this like watch it so we can talk about it it's i'm recommending it to you uh maybe you'll watch it you probably won't but we can talk about it in a year when we've both seen it but i'll be a season ahead of you mm. and so yeah it, it doesn't feel as communal anymore it's not a thing that you go to work and talk to your friends about which is a shame i do miss that yeah i do it was I like the theorizing that. like something like lost is like yeah that that and like breaking bad and like coming yeah, to yeah, coming yeah. to work or school the next day and having like everyone be talking about it is like there's there's nothing better than that yeah um now we've just got internet message boards as if they're yeah. the same thing oh, God. uh okay so next um about spoilers uh this just comes from matthew v voss on instagram mm -hmm. so this is about what actually constitutes a spoiler and i know this is like you and i kind of feel strongly about about this but one are trailers spoilers two are reviews spoilers and three are general feelings and reactions spoilers because of expectation setting all right can i go in reverse order of what you what yes. those questions were so what was the third one it was, uh, general feelings and reactions considered spoilers uh totally depends on the movie mm. um i don't th i don't want to know like if i'd found out before seeing the rise of skywalker that it had 54 percent on rotten tomatoes i would have been shell-shocked mm. right but if you tell me ahead of time that black widow it has 85 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm like yeah no shit <laughs> um so it totally depends on on i think it's gonna have more than 85 for the record fair enough well i it totally just depends on what the stakes are for that blockbuster i think yeah because a lot of the time i won't go see a movie if it's been reviewed poorly you know yeah so unless, unless is, that's the specific reason to see it like cats or do little <laughs> exactly um and so 
I think that uh, it's it's. I would say it's mostly no. I mostly don't care what a general. If I find out the general reaction mm. to a movie, but as soon as someone starts telling me what like if they how much they liked it, I get very um, cautious. Yeah, because, because it's when you know someone's specific taste and they're telling yeah. you about it, then you know, like say going into Rise of Skywalker, for example. Um, if certain people had told you that hated it or loved it and you knew their opinion of The Last Jedi, that would colour what you thought of it. Um, mm. But, you know, you would then be surprised to watch the film and find out that it's devoid of anything good and that it would be impossible to find um, any exactly. redeeming qu- qualities on it. Exactly. And with TV, um, I think it's, it's a double-edged sword because if someone's if, – if, say, the next episode of Better Call Saul drops in a week, right, Yeah. and you see it before me and you're like – have you watched it? And I say, no, I haven't watched it yet. And you're like, oh my God, you have to watch it. Yeah. I think that is fine because that's exciting. But yeah. if you go, oh my God, you have to watch it, some crazy shit happens in it, and you start being less vague, then yeah. I'm like, hey, because also whoa, even whoa. saying, especially over text, saying you have to watch it doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones dropped, um, and I didn't see it for, like, three days. <laughs> and all I heard was that people were, like, infuriated by this episode. And that that was exciting. I would That wouldn't happen to me now, because if there's a show I like that much that had a big episode, I would watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword, and I don't know if I have a hard and fast rule for it. I can give you specific movies. I haven't wanted to know what people have thought about it before mm. I've seen it. I can I know that I felt that way about Avengers Endgame. I felt that way about Rise of Skywalker. Um, I felt that way about Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman was the first DC movie where it was like, you were this one it. could actually be good. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't want to know if it was good. I would say I care a lot less nowadays i used to care about yeah i think not not knowing critical reception a lot more for me especially after avengers endgame where i felt like i um put so much effort into like caring about it that it was um it was just too hard for me um and Mm. so now i've i've stopped caring about movies Uh, (laughs) but um in general i I would say i think as well if it's if it's a huge release then i don't want to know you've seen it i think that's more not you specifically like when i when the dark knight rises came out right that was my return of the jedi right that that was the series the conclusion to the to the movie series that meant the most to me in high school Mm. and when it came out one of my friends who worked at a movie theater told me that they'd watched it the night like illegally watched it the well, night they before. have to test the it's not illegal they have to like test the screening uh well this one this was like i think there were there are a lot of restrictions on yeah yeah who, who can view film. those screenings and shit. Yeah, anyway, yeah 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 and they'd all seen it and i was like i do not want to talk to you about it yeah i do, you know what i mean because then people it's don't like, get how serious you take it yeah and yeah. The, because then it's it's also like um the the hype that you want to share with me because you're excited for me seeing it, our thresholds are different. And if, imagine if, like, they they if you're excited for a movie and someone sees it before, like anyone in the world has mm. seen it, and they're lukewarm. 
Like yeah. that's going to color your experience entirely. Yeah, 100%. I remember when the the Force Awakens came out, I was tweeting, I was tweeting, or I think I was, no, I was Snapchatting about it, about how excited I was for it, and then a girl I know Snapchatted back saying, "I've seen it already," and I just didn't reply because I was like, "I do not want to, yeah, be involved." That's, in that's your the thing. And part of me, it comes from like a jealousy thing. Um, oh, absolutely. As well. Like that, you know, <laughs> that it's I don't like knowing. Even with you, I don't like when you see a movie before I do. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Sorry, you send man. some like cryptic emojis and then it's the best film ever. Um, and then I go and see and I go, oh, yeah, it's like a, a three to four star movie. And then I see you've given it three and a half or four stars. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, your emojis made it to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And then that All right, my- okay. I'll stop using emojis. Thank you. Uh, that's that's I I, I applied to this whole podcast just to tell you that. <laughs> um, but so in, in terms of like trailers and review uh, reviews, especially um, what is it IGN or uh, Empire, um, one of them always has rev- uh, like a massive spoiler in their review because Variety. it's made for like industry people who are kind of like you know. I, I, yeah. I, I'm reading these to to genuinely get a, a feel for it. They want a breakdown of how the author feels about everything that happens in the, the film. The Variety review for The Last variety. Jedi. It's, it's Variety, not Empire. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, thing. Um, variety review for The Last Jedi spoiled that Yoda, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. For example. And and I'm pretty sure it um, revealed like Loki's death in, in Infinity War or something like that, which it like, seemed like minor spoilers compared to other things that happened in the film. But still. Um, and as for trailers... Um, I I don't avoid trailers, but I tend to just not really watch trailers that much anymore. Um, I go and see movies based on who's in them, part of a being part of a franchise, or like you know, or word of mouth. And so I think that like trailers do tend to have some spoilery stuff in them. And it, it, this is a really tough one where like if someone is avoiding trailers and you mention to them like oh, like, it's cool that Spider-Man's in Civil War. You know, who's in the wrong there because, like, they're pissed off at you because... But it's it's information that's publicly out there. Um, mm. and I think once, once information goes public, and that's not through leaks, that's, like, through actual promotional material, I think it's kind of, like, no longer considered a spoiler. Well, in a perfect world, it's be- you would think that whatever information is, is released by the filmmakers is released, they, they want you to know this ahead of time. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, with trailers, this is not always the case. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, I mean, like, a, a great example of this was... Um, well, actually, one thing we went through recently was with Baby Yoda that it was kept a secret and it wasn't used as promotional material for like a week or two afterwards. And there was kind of like a, is it okay to talk about the main appeal of this TV show? Yeah, yeah. But, and then they once like Disney officially like tweeted about Baby Yoda, then it became like f- fair game. And I think th- there was actually quite a bit of restraint from people um, in that first couple of days after the TV show which came out, came out which was mm. good. Um, on the flip side of that, um, when set photos leaked of Avengers Endgame, um that showed them at the battle in new york and everyone was like well we know the movie's going to have time travel in it and it's like i saw those photos like a year in advance and had my own theories but i didn't like that that became public knowledge i I wanted to forget about it if i could um but Mm. it just became every theory video said well we know it has time travel so this is how it's going to come into it um and so 
Yeah, I would say set um, set leaks definitely are considered spoilers, and that you, that you shouldn't just assume that everyone's seen them. Um, yeah. However, trailers uh, are a grey area. Oftentimes, um, some sometimes there'll be trailers that come out and they show the entire movie. And if I see that first, I might message you or me, like message my mates and be like, "Don't watch the trailer for this. Like, it looks really good, but it ruin it clearly ruins the entire film." Yeah. And so you know you can you can use these guidelines to protect your friends as well. Jump on that mm. grenade of learning a spoiler, but um, generally there shouldn't be anything movie ruining for you or spoiling um, in a way uh, in a movie trailer by design. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions is what counts as a spoiler? Is that uh, right? I kind of added that, but yeah. Okay, so I I read a rule of thumb once that was like anything that isn't in the trailer or anything um, after the first 20 minutes. Mm. Um, but there is a really great example of where that doesn't work, which is something like uh, The Cabin in the Woods, yeah. which go watch if you haven't seen it. It's a pretty old movie now. Um, but like the main, the main appeal of that film, you learn within the first couple of minutes it's and they the, hit that the, from the, the trailers. The first scene is is yeah. in the like the hook of the film. Yeah. And uh the, I, I would have I would have hated it if someone had spoiled that for me. Like even though it happens within the first scene, I it was still such a big part of enjoying that movie was being surprised by the direction it took. Yeah. yeah I, I think you could recommend Cabin in the Woods while hinting at that without specifically giving it away. But um yeah, I, I think there's times when I'm recommending a movie to something to someone and there's like an inciting incident that is kept out of trailers and sometimes I have to be like I'm gonna spoil this for you but it's like this doesn't give anything away you know world's world's greatest dad is a great example of that yeah. we talked about that on on our spy kids episode world's <laughs> greatest dad is a movie made interesting made, a movie that makes you want to watch it when you find out what happens halfway through the film. Mm. Um, and it's very hard to describe why you should watch that movie without yeah. saying what that part is. And yeah. I, I might as well not spoil it because I don't yeah. have to. Um, but yeah. yeah, generally, I think that's a good rule of thumb as to what constitutes a spoiler. Anything that's not on the trailers and happens after the 20 minute mark mm. um, can be considered. And especially in a comedy movie, the jokes yeah. are the spoilers. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we've got a bunch of questions around uh, the actual... Uh, the etiquette around actually going to the movies. So, mm-hmm. what snacks are okay? Generally, <laughs> anything sold at the candy bar is okay, or anything similar from the supermarket. You don't want anything that's going to smell is the main thing, I think. Yeah. A little bit of rustling, I don't mind. It's it's part of the ambient noise you get in a movie theater. Um, if someone's doing it the whole fucking movie, I, I do want to punch their fucking lights out. <laughs> but- yeah, this the scent is the main thing. I probably I'm probably closer to being an annoying person in the cinema for this topic. Right. Um I don't I don't think I have done anything like what you're describing. Well, I mean I, I think I've eaten McDonald's in a cinema before. I think I've Yeah, I've, I, eaten- I, I've sat behind someone eating a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know if it would annoy me. <laughs> but it's also like when you're sitting behind someone and there's just a smell, and it's like your yeah, chicken smells good, but like you don't want you know someone eating that for the whole throughout the whole movie and if you've got like a rustly packet or something like that the biggest noise is going to come when you open it so do that before the movie starts and then you can generally be pretty quiet so that would be my my main advice yeah rustly rustly packets are okay a lot of people complain about them but just open them before the movie starts yeah yeah 
and don't yeah. eat anything that's going to smell. The main thing that annoys me in cinemas is either people talking or people um, on their cell phones. Um, and I have a I have a fun story um, from 2012. Absolutely. The year is 2012. The movie 2012 is at the top of the box office. <laughs> I went to see the Lorax with my little sister, um, and I was sitting. So it was me, my sister, and then like three 12 year old boys. And then sitting in front of us was like a mother and her kids to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the 12 year old boy sitting next to my sister, um, they, he wasn't, he was like a, with a different party. He wasn't with us. Um, he kept like making like sarcastic responses, retorts to the things that would happen in the movie, which is super lame to do even when you're not in a cinema so there's another rule don't talk back to your movie please um and he um he was doing he kept saying like real snide things and really ruining the experience and a couple of times the mum in front of us like turned around and shushed him and he he would he should be like shh and he'd go shh back at her and after the third time or so he did it, I leaned across and I, I said to him, you know, I was I was 18 at the time, so I'm a mm. big, big, scary teenager. And I said, you're not funny. You're ruining this for everyone. Shut the hell up. <laughs> and he didn't didn't make a, a point. I uh, didn't make a sound for the rest of the movie. That's great. Um, and I, I love this story. Very tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I, talking during the movie is the worst. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just generally don't do it. I, like- uh, after a big reveal, I don't mind a whisper to your friends that's like, holy shit. Or like, or, or someone mis- is- mishears it and goes, what was that? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's yeah. it, you know? Um, the gray area is how bad is the movie? Because yeah, I yeah, was yeah. chatting to you and Rowan all the way through Cats. Yeah, I did find that kind of annoying, to be honest. Uh- <laughs> 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 all right. Sorry. I guess I'm just a, ba- I'm a bad bad cinema going boy. Uh, I-, I just think, you know, just just be quiet. Like, you can you can whisper, and there's there's two types of whispering. There's the like, hey, um, so what's happening in this part? And then there's the like, so what's going on? You know, when you when it gets into the top of your into the roof of your mouth, that's when it fucking pierces the entire movie theater. Mm. And also, maybe just pick your moments if you can tell an action scene is coming up. Maybe whisper to your friend under an explosion. Yeah, yeah. So and then um, using your phone again, like if you don't have if you've got dark mode on and your brightness isn't down, I don't mind if you check the time or you get an important message and you take it outside. But if you've got your fucking brightness way up and you're pulling it out and you just have it sitting on your lap, that makes you an asshole. Yeah. Um, Insanity. Yeah. I sat next to a girl yeah. when I saw Justice League who I didn't know. Um, and she was constantly checking her phone and texting. And I, I put my hand up to the side of my face to like block the light, but also try and be like very blatantly like, hey, you're actually obstructing the experience of this very bad movie for me. Mm. Um, so please stop. And then eventually she just left the cinema. So I presume she had gone to the wrong movie or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing <laughs> as well. That like, your friend. For me, it doesn't matter how bad the movie is. I still want to be able to pay attention to it. So mm. talking to your friends loudly or just pulling out and going on your phone is still like ruining the experience. Um, even if the movie is terrible, I still want to feel invested in it, you know? Um, mm. Jess does this thing where she'll... Um, like put her jersey over her knees um creating a little tent and then just put her head in that and have her phone inside that um mm-hmm. 
yeah and so i mean that's not as distracting it is very funny though when i look over and she's just been like that for like five minutes um <laughs> uh so one of the other big things that's a uh a real uh battle of the ages at the movie theater is sitting in your allocated seats now mm. millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If it's like two o'clock on a Wednesday, it's not that big a deal. I still, still, if there's like 10 people in the movie theater, I picked my seats online and you're sitting in them, I will tell you to fuck off like right. just for the principle of it um unless you're bigger than me or in some way scary in which case i will uh, go to some other area of the cinema with my tails between with my tail between my legs um use use your judgment as well like it's always a risk no matter what um like the general rule of thumb stick to your allocated seats stop being a fuckwit like the reason the reason you want to keep like when you go into your non-allocated seats and then you get annoyed that someone's trying to take them from you it's because they're good seats and this person <laughs> booked them for that reason like <laughs> you going oh just sit somewhere else because you want to sit there but it's like they want to sit there as well but they also have the right to sit there and you don't yeah and so um i've i've seen people sit in their non-allocated seats at like uh an opening night of a marvel film and it's like what the fuck are you thinking? This is obviously going to be sold out or packed. Mm. Uh, yeah. So generally you should sit in your allocated seat all the time. And also you should not be afraid to tell someone that when they're sitting in your seat. Um, I'm a big advocate for <laughs> telling people to get out of your seats. But I mean, if the movie theater is mostly empty, you should be fine. But don't be an asshole about it. Yeah, I think it's, we've all done it. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know owning up if you're called out on it yeah <laughs> there's, exactly. there's no reason to be angry at at someone for calling you out on it when it's like yeah uh you know yeah yeah like like if you get angry you're just proving their point that they're good seats and that, that's why they should have <laughs> them um yeah so yeah always sit in your allocated seats um if you don't you're taking a risk and you need to be prepared to face the consequences when they come mm. so i covered talking during the movie uh, don't do it. A little whisper here and there is fine, but obviously shut All up. All right, there is an exception to 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 go back to. You know how it's like depends how bad the movie was. Yeah, um, Cats was a bad example. A real good example is um, a, a few a number of years ago. We I don't want to say the movie because it was a local film. <laughs> <laughs> we went there to to a very small boutique cinema in Christchurch to watch this this movie it was me and five other friends and one person we didn't know right yeah um and the uh, the movie was astonishingly bad um probably the worst film i've seen in a cinema context um and halfway through the movie the person who wasn't with us got up and left and as soon as they left we all just burst out laughing and just heckled the movie for the the rest of it yeah um, i mean if you're the were the, you the only people in the cinema 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. There's something amazing when you're the only person at the cinema um, or your group is. Um, yeah. And in that case, go for it. You're just in a big lounge of someone's. Yeah. Okay. But what about AJ talking during the trailers of a movie? Okay. So t- 10 years ago, I could understand someone being like, don't talk. I want to watch this trailer. But. I've, I don't remember the last time I saw a a tr- movie trailer at the movies for a movie I was interested in that I hadn't already seen online. Mm. Like trailers, trailer culture completely changed. Yeah. Um. So, sure. and and also, uh, going back to the spoilers thing, there are sometimes you know you'll find out about like this famously spoilerific trailer and if that comes on while you're already sitting in your seat at the cinema, I'm probably going to talk over that so that I don't. Or, you know, make some kind of noise. I'll block my ears and close my eyes if I have to. Run out of the um, theatre screaming like you did that one time. Yeah. yeah, when the trailer for Edge of 17 came on. And I was glad I did. Famously spoiler It was. It gave the wrong <laughs> idea of what the movie was about. I went into Edge of 17 having no idea what the movie was about. And if I'd seen that trailer, I would have thought it was about a girl who sends a dirty text message and spends the whole movie trying to retrieve the phone back. Uh, mm. Which it is not about. Um, if you if you want like want to be entertained during the trailers, I often just go on my phone because of, like you know I'm half paid to them anyway. Most of the time, I've seen them at least once um, because you know they play the same trailer for fucking months. Um, and if it's something, yeah, man, like talking during the trailer, it's one of those things. Like if you shush me for talking during a trailer. Uh, you're a loser but also like <laughs> if you're talking real loud during the trailers you're also a loser um there's like a fine line in between it like it's it's not fair to get people to get pissed off at people as soon as the movie starts and they're still talking tell them to shut the fuck up yeah but how loud are trailers though trailers are louder or at oh least more God. consistently loud than a movie so yeah. like i don't you know you know i'm not gonna hear someone talking during a trailer <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i have i think i've been told have I been told to shush during the trailer? I don't think so. But um, I've heard shushing happening during the trailers and laughed. Because it is like, e- even if you miss the trailer because the person next to you is talking, it's not that hard to look it up when you get home. <laughs> like, Yeah, so I- I'd say you can talk during the trailers, but again, just don't be an asshole. Like, that, most of these rules are like, just don't be a dickhead. Mm. Um. Because you can, yeah, if, if you're making a scene or you're like swearing loudly and it's you're at a kid's movie, those are the things you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, so now we've got a few uh, fan submitted questions from Scott Corey, who commented these on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Once the credits start rolling for a film, how long should you sit in silence before discussing the film you just saw? Uh, this all depends, I think, on the ending of the film. Mm. Um, something like, uh, to use an example, on Your Majesty's Secret Service, um, how that ends with um spoilers for a fucking 50 year old film um (laughs) but it ends with uh james bond's wife dying and it's a very silent moment and then the credits just start rolling that you would want to let soak in for a while something like rise of skywalker i felt comfortable turning to you immediately and saying was it just me was that unbelievably bad when when doolittle finished I turned to the person I went to see it with and very loudly in a relatively, um, no, I wouldn't say full, but there were, there were people there. I, I said to him, 
Yo, that was the worst movie I have seen in years. <laughs> I had to proclaim it. I had to let other yeah. people know. <laughs> yeah, I think um, just just read the room is really, I guess, would be the ruling. <laughs> Generally, as soon as credits start rolling, I'll pull out my phone. I, do, I don't really like discussing um, the movie in depth until I'm out of the cinema. Like, while yeah. I'm still there, I'll, I'll be like, what'd you think? Oh, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was bad. I would say that the general, um, if we're going to put a ruling on it, mm. I would say the rule of thumb to stick to would be uh, once they turn into just scrolling credits, then you can start talking. Also, if it's if you agree, that's cool. If you disagree, take it outside because that's that has the potential to get quite loud and boisterous and... What do you mean? Like if if we go see a movie together and yeah. it, and it finishes and I'm like, what do you think? And you're like, I hated it. And I'm like, oh, I loved it. I thought it was better than The Force Awakens. <laughs> then we're not gonna. We should take it out of the cinema. <laughs> yeah, Rise of Skywalker was a, was a, a special case though. Hmm. But um, yeah, I I think because mo- most credits these days will have um a few car like title cards come up or some kind of little animation. And generally, you want to let people uh, stew in that a little bit because that will tend to continue the mood of the final yeah. shot um, through for another minute or two. And you want to let that, because that, that's kind of the film giving you that time to process it. And then when it just turns into white text scrolling up on a black screen, uh, that's when you can turn to your friends, I think. And if it's a Marvel movie, you are free to to let leaving patrons know, hey, um, there's another post credit scene, which I've done before as well. Um, so, and if you're in a cinema, should you discuss the film in the theater at all, or wait till you're at least in the foyer? This is uh, to avoid annoying others nearby uh, who might pref- prefer to process what they just saw in silence. Um, how many? I feel like I don't see enough heavy movies that this is going to be as big of a deal as as this comic makes it sound like it will be. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, yeah. I, I would say stick to the rule of, um, uh, uh, you know, that we do, that we just said of, of wait till the, those credits start rolling mm. because that you can talk over a little bit. And I think people aren't going to get pissed off, but it's, you know, sometimes if there's like a fun animation or something like that, mm. that, that has the first um, part, you know, you, you people will generally want to concentrate on that. Um, but then I think uh, do initial thoughts in the cinema, walk to your car in silence, and then talk about it. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I, I would hate to think that any listeners of our podcast uh, would be walking into the foyer past people waiting in line for tickets and discussing spoilers of a film. Yeah, um, that 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 disgusts me. It sounds like you know one of our listeners has done that, and you're not wanting to single them out. Uh. I'm sure they have, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know the I know the fucking listener it would be as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I um, this isn't based on anything. It's just something that I I know if I worked in a movie theater, I would be terrified of. But working um, at a movie theater day one when Endgame comes out, being an usher and having to wa- having to have people walk past you discussing spoilers that would terrify me. Yeah, I'd never do it. Yeah, and so, and so I think discuss in the cinema when the credits are rolling and that's when you do like holy shit I can't believe X died or I can't like you know whatever mm. um you can get your 
big general holy shit moments out um and but then the in-depth discussion um this is presuming you do which i think if you listen to the podcast you probably like to have those discussions like i remember it, it occurring to me once that like some people just i'd find just seeing a film and then they just go home mm-hmm. and it's like no you have to dissect it um but you want to do the the real dissection in the car or when you know that you're not yeah. going to be around people that could overhear you and there's a flip side of this as well which is um when i so when i went to see jurassic world fallen kingdom um i was lining up in a, in a pretty pretty big line to buy popcorn or something and there were these two girls behind me and they were talking they were like they were talking about jurassic world fallen kingdom and one of them was like oh my god i heard that i heard something and she was like, oh just tell me just tell me and she's like i heard that chris pratt dies in it um and look if i'd cared enough <laughs> i didn't really mm. care i didn't think i was going to enjoy fallen kingdom that much um and i also knew that they wouldn't kill off chris pratt because he's a bankable star and um the, the, you know he's carrying that franchise um but i nearly i nearly turned around to them and was like hey maybe don't discuss this kind of stuff in line at the movies <laughs> it blew my yeah, mind like, yeah where you know that the people surrounding you have not seen the film yeah. and you know, they they would have said oh it's just a it, it's just a theory or it's just you know i don't know for sure and it's like it doesn't matter because another type of spoiler is putting something in my mind and then it can it like like or well, it depends how specific the, the spoiler is right because um yeah. i mean i read a, a joke what ended up being a joke spoiler before infinity war that said tony stark dies and it's like well that's broad enough that you, like that's obvious the obvious what am i trying to yeah, say someone could just write that yeah you know? someone could guess that but if before i saw the last jedi someone was like snoke dies or or kylo kills snoke I would have been like, holy shit, you've ruined the movie for me. That's like, because yeah, yeah. it's depending how specific it is. And just saying, oh my God, I heard main character dies is like, well, yeah, well, well done. You've, you've worked out one of, one of a finite amount of things that could happen to constitute a twist. Yeah. Something like, um, to use Infinity War as an example, spoilers for Infinity War, um, say, uh, Red Skull returning would be the, mm. like, would be the like if you read that you'd be like well fuck like you've obviously this is obviously true like no one would just write that but like cap dies and iron man dies i'm like okay whatever yeah so uh it's from scott as well uh also i'm someone who likes to watch slash listen to the entirety of end credits for reasons other than waiting for post-credit scenes i don't care if my my viewing companions leave the cinema earlier than me but is it okay for me to keep watching till the end if they're hanging out in the foyer waiting for me i mean come on people the movie hasn't even properly finished yet and a crowded cinema oh sorry there's a next question um and the movie hasn't even properly finished yet. Interesting thing to do. <laughs> why does he? Why do you stay, Scott? Is it so that you can honor the filmmakers and see everyone who was in it? Which is fine. I'm uh, not. I'm not chewing you out. Why? Well, I, I mean, judging from his previous comments, we know Scott likes to sit in silence, um, <laughs> taking in what he's, and maybe it takes him ten to fifteen minutes yeah. sometimes. Um, I mean, whatever. I, I, I think uh yeah anyone who thinks that you uh who judges you for doing that is a dick mm. um if they're just waiting on the foyer that's fine you're not hurting anyone by waiting yeah. uh, like i i think it's fine for you to do that 
uh, it's not fine for people to judge you for doing that, um, even if it is a little unorthodox. Mm. So, and then last question, uh, in a crowded cinema, what are the rules around who gets to use the armrest, both for resting their arms and for using the cup holder? Pass to the to the right? Yeah, generally uh, the, the seat on the right, because if you look at the end of the aisle, only one end will have a cup holder. And so if it's on the right or the left, everyone in that row gets the right or the left yeah yeah yep and then if you're sitting on the on the aisle which i like to do you get Mm. so uh another film going question this is from matthew vivos on instagram uh should you go to the bathroom during action sequences or exposition slash dialogue uh just don't go to the bathroom I've, I nearly, that's my that's my ruling as well i nearly busted my bladder after spider-man homecoming because <laughs> i didn't go to the bathroom and really needed to uh this, um, this is just a prepare thing and there's no rule because it only affects you really um but it's like go this is you prepare prepare ahead of time i yeah. have left to go to the bathroom in exactly one movie that movie was delivery man which is a vince vaughn movie that i actually was really enjoying but i really needed to pee yeah the only film i've gone to to the toilet during in the last 10 15 years was suicide squad nice um and i and you know what? i hoped i had diarrhea because <laughs> to keep me out of that cinema no that's not true i, I, I would never wish diarrhea upon anyone um <laughs> least of all myself yeah i think don't go to the bathroom if you have to there's actually an app called uh you can look it up i can't remember what it's called but it's like when should i pee and so it's like user submitted um and so when you go to the movies if, if, if you know that you have a chronically small bladder and always had to pee during a film you uh like put into the app what film you're going to see and it's user submitted and people will tell you uh you you put it in your pocket your phone will vibrate when is a good time to go to the toilet um and it says like then you go to the toilet and it will tell you you've got two minutes this is all that you're missing kind of thing um yeah so look i up, remember there was like, one so one for endgame was like when hawkeye yeah. wakes up in water go pee then yeah you've got you've got like there's an hour there's about an hour until the movie ends and here's what you're missing kind of thing yeah yeah um and there was like when uh, when Thor explains the ether, you just there's like a two and a half minute just silly scene. That's that that's why anything. it's in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, official ruling: don't go to the toilet, <laughs> pee in the cinema. Yeah, pee your pee your pants. I know, I know. We've all contemplated peeing in our coke bottle at one point. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Christopher Garrett Brown asks, is it okay to eat popcorn during quiet parts when people near you can definitely hear you? Uh, official ruling, uh, how loud is you fucking eating popcorn? Yeah, it's not very loud, is it? Yeah, like, uh, unless you chew with your mouth wide open or you're generally like, well, the rule maybe of you thumb shouldn't is, eat popcorn if this is... Yeah. The rule of thumb is that you sound louder to yourself than you do to anyone else. Exactly. Uh, yeah, think about how many times you've been annoyed by someone near you eating popcorn. Um, it's probably not that many times. Unless, not only <laughs> are you a super loud eater, but you also uh, have very sensitive hearing. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Richard, um, don't drink soda before midday. That's one of my rules. Is that pop culture related? Really? Uh, see, I don't drink soda after midday. Oh we can uh, or before we will never be friends <laughs> i only drink soda at precisely midday 
as soon as it hit 1201 i have just spit out whatever's left in my mouth <laughs> yeah there you go um okay so just rule not even pop culture related just rules for living <laughs> living your life <laughs> yeah well there are a couple we did get people asking some but i don't know whether we'll ask them or not <laughs> okay uh so how many times are you allowed to recommend the same tv show to the same person before you're the dick <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's a situation of being the dick though. I think if you are recommending a show to someone enough, if you know someone and see someone frequently enough that you're continually recommending a show to them and they refuse to go watch it, I think it just becomes a joke at that point. And like yeah, it, it, yeah, you'd have yeah. to have a pretty tumultuous friendship for to be like, God damn it, stop telling me to watch that show. <laughs> you know? Okay. So you think it's dependent on friendship? Yeah. It's how good of a friend are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. Well, Matthew V. Voss on Instagram. Is it acceptable to say, I just want to see a good movie. I don't care if a man or a woman directed it. Uh, no, it is not acceptable to say that, but it is acceptable to want to see a good movie. Yeah. Regardless. If you're saying, I don't care who directed it, it feels like it's like, you're making a point out of it which is the very thing you're trying not to do um yeah exactly and and it's yeah this is the calling card of people who um don't want women to get Mm. as many jobs in the industry because they just want the best person for the job they don't care yeah um and it's like which is how new zealand's government ran for a long time um so We're, we're extra <laughs> hyper attuned to it, I guess. Um, yeah, um, I, I would say it's just generally not acceptable to say because uh, while I, I understand the sentiment, if it is coming from a genuine place, um, but that that particular way of phrasing it uh, has been, um, uh, you know, the, the, the sexists and racists have taken ownership of it. And uh, maybe we need to take it back. <laughs> well, I think as well, like there was a great post on Reddit um, last year that was about someone posted on Reddit is essentially asking is like virtue signaling ruining blockbuster films. Like is is the need to put, um, you know, strong female characters or, or gay characters in the movies getting in the way of, of just genuine storytelling and the, the the post was made neutrally, but just the fact that they were asking it roused suspicion. Mm. And there was a there was a reply from from a guy who was like, "I used to think this, uh, but then I took my little sister to see um, Avengers Endgame, and um, she like, no, I took my little sister to see Captain Marvel." And mm. I thought Captain Marvel was a pretty run-of-the-mill, average Marvel movie. I came out and she fucking loved it. Like, she was so enamored with this movie yeah. because she saw herself in Captain Marvel, which, as a white man, this guy always saw himself in movies. And it, it wasn't hard. And he said that he he took her to see Avengers Endgame. Um, and when when he did when the, the the famous moment in avengers endgame where all the female superheroes stand up and 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 have a little scene together and how that that was very um intentional in the scene and we've talked a little bit about how um for us if just from a storytelling point of view it's a little bit it could be reworked so that you you achieve the same um message being sent but it makes a little more sense in the story da, 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 da. Mm. um and then after the movie he asked her specifically what she thought of that moment and she thought it was awesome 
you know so yeah. it's it's very exactly. it's very easy um to especially for for people like you and me richard as white dudes to be like this movie's fine it doesn't need a gay character it doesn't need a female character but that's because every second movie probably more than that yeah like it's never been a problem for me growing up to not imagine myself as my favorite main character and um i mean even like uh seeing something like spider-man felt like representation for like this this bullied kind of nerdy kid Mm. who was had the chance and so it's like to see even if fucking every superhero every hero pre-2010 it was a straight white man and i can be like fuck yeah i'd love to be iron man um to be able to be to to even have that specific representation like it felt like in spider-man was like um yeah that's it's a special feeling when you when you really feel that connection to it and Mm. so yeah everyone should be allowed to have that and um uh, like for instance, the moment in Endgame you kind of talked about, like it maybe felt like the first draft of the idea, and mm. it's like it's a great idea for a scene. It maybe could have worked better, but if there's millions of little girls out there who uh, become interested in superheroes or like feel a sense of empowerment, um, then you can sit through something that you don't like for 15 seconds. Yep. Yeah. And I'd also say, and, and broader this topic, which is a topic that. I feel like I'm I'm very very passionate about um and have shown that in Cole Popshire I think well, I would hope like it's important to um when when you've got a problem with something in a movie um where where it's related to uh representing someone who isn't like you and I'm mainly talking to to other straight white dudes um I practice uh taking a step back and thinking about it and maybe the world doesn't need to hear my opinion on it if i have an opinion exactly. you know what i mean like it's it's like you one of the most important things i think i realize as a person who talks about movies often is um sometimes the world doesn't need to hear my opinion on a specific thing if it's important to someone else you know um mm. so yeah, yeah. So to answer the question, is it acceptable to say that? I, I would say no, because you you just sound like a dick. <laughs> like, it, it, um, because not only, like, it, uh, people who say that are going for like a holier than thou kind of thing, like that that enlightened centrist kind of thing, where it's like, uh, I don't care about the politics of it. I just want to see a good movie. But it's like, yeah, by 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 bringing up the politics of it, you inherently are showing that you do care about it. Yeah. Because centrism, centrism uh, inherently sides with the more powerful, right? Yeah. Because you're going, I don't think things need to change, which is often what the more powerful side are saying as well. Yeah, not that, you know, the sexists are more powerful. No, but any kind of oppressive um regime i guess <laughs> if if there if there is if there is a movement to try and change something oppressive and there are and you i mean you see it in fucking politics all the time and it, it's like there are people being like i i'm happy where i'm at and i used to be like this i used to be very centrist um i now see that what i'm basically saying is it doesn't need to change or i don't care if it changes and therefore i won't do anything to help it change and therefore i am siding with the oppressor i guess 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we've got a few uh, music-related ones. We don't talk about music very often on the Cup Hopscotch podcast. No. And um, maybe that's something you'd like us to change. Uh, have a look in a next week when you, next time we ask for suggestions for the off weeks. Mm. Maybe you want to hear us talk about music. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's the ratio of good songs to bad songs on an album for you to still like the album? Oh, man, uh, there's, there's a reason I don't talk about music much on the podcast because I never think about it. Um, yeah. I would say that uh, I, I, you feel this one because I just don't really listen to music that often. Uh, well, I mean, I, it's, it's up to you. Like, I, you, can, you can hate half of the songs on an album and love the other half and still say that you love it. And then and people can't, you know. People are going to try and call you a fake fan, but you're not. You're just as entitled to say that you like that album as anyone else. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the the rule of thumb would be you have to like more than half of it and probably not hate any of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, there is something really special when you find an album that has, like, all killer, no filler, like, every single song uh, you absolutely love. You never skip any of them. And for most people, that's like, you know, you only have one or two albums in your life that you feel that strongly about yeah. so that would be when you love an album it's one of your favorite of all time but i think you know you, it, you can have uh bad songs or songs you don't like as much and still say that you like an album yeah nice how many um songs by a particular band do you have to like in order to justify paying to see them in concert uh this is entirely dependent on you yeah. like um <laughs> Uh, can you afford to see the, the, yeah it's it's how much this, does the money yeah. mean to you again um, this is, I've this... gone to concerts where I don't really like the artist but I've been able to afford it and it's been a present to someone else and I've gone and have a great I've had a great time there's there's also artists where you might not necessarily like or love any of their music but they're like you know they're going to be a great performance um like things like I've seen like Katy Perry and Demi Lovato and stuff like that and it's like they're, I, I, I don't necessarily love all of their music, but like, fuck, they put on an amazing show. Mm. Um, and I, so, yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on how much a ticket price means to you. Yeah, I think I need to change my attitude for concerts. I remember when Coldplay came to New Zealand and a bunch of my friends went. And I was like, do you even like Coldplay that much? And they're like, oh, not really, but it's Coldplay. And I, yeah. I, 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 need to, I feel like I need to start seeing concerts as, as how I see movies um mm. because uh there are extraordinarily few um concerts that i will pay to go see like i've mm. actively not gone to concerts of artists that i actually really like i've missed seeing james like blunt in concert a good few times he's coming back mate and i really like james blunt um but and he put on a great show i went to go see it yeah i'm sure he did but it's just not something i ever think about i go to i go to gigs for my friends who do bands who have mm. bands yeah um, see I guess, uh, yeah, on the flip side of that, I go, I go to a shit ton of concerts. Um, and so I'm, uh, I, I think I've probably ticked off almost, well, apart from like Busted, who just never tour anywhere outside of the UK. Um, I've ticked off like every band on my bucket list, some multiple times. Mm. I won't even go see my second favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was invited to go see um the presets in Auckland um and they ended up cancelling. Um and uh, and the presets are probably I don't know if they're my second favourite, but you know, top 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 five, top ten bands. And when they got cancelled, I was actually quite relieved because I was like, Oh cool, now I don't have to give a weekend away to 
<laughs> going up to Auckland and going to a festival and for, with a bunch of other music I probably won't be into and then hearing them yeah. hearing them live when I haven't even really been into them for a while. Um, whereas my favourite band I've been able to see once when they went to Australia. Um, and so, Who's your favourite band? Uh, me Without You. Thank you. Um, I was able to see them in Australia and that was a very special moment for me and I was just like, yep. And that just felt like a gig. Like that wasn't a that wasn't in a stadium. They're not a big band, so it's mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. See, I, I'm very much on the like, just go. Concerts are amazing. I love them. Mm. You get coronavirus there. Yeah, yeah, not not right now. <laughs> if you're at a concert with seated tickets, are you allowed to stand? Uh, it really pisses me off when people stand up. Like maybe one or two songs or the encore, but like uh, I remember the first time I saw Arctic Monkeys. Um, everyone stood up and I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> um, if you stand the entire concert, like I'm going to get pissed off at you. you. You don't know why the people around you have seated tickets. Um, ma- like maybe you just couldn't afford, uh, standing or standing at sold out and you want, and you like standing at concerts. Uh, you kind of just have to bite the bullet because maybe the person around, uh, behind you, uh, you know, is elderly and can't actually stand up. Um, for that long and things like that you know um yeah so i think if you're in seated um you should generally stay seated for the majority of the concert yeah um but of course when someone in front of you stands up you have to stand up and then so on and so on and then at some point someone just has to become the asshole in front of the people that can't stand up or won't stand (laughs) up yeah um so everyone should stick to seating nice um cell phones at concerts this is another one that um a lot of people get really fired up about um it doesn't bother me that much like I just think from a, as a as a person who works in videography it's like it just looks fucking bad and sounds bad like it's not achieving it's getting better though like I I, I took some videos at Carly Rae Jepsen and they look and sound incredible well all right um <laughs> and so like like the the days are gone of like um getting sent a like a snapchat of someone at a concert and you can't tell um who they're seeing or what song is playing um you know now you can actually like get pr- like 4k footage of the person on stage and be able to hear it pretty well here's my holistic answer to that yeah when i went to see me without you in australia um yeah. i deliberately did not take my phone out of my pocket during the music part. Like I, I met them and I took photos of them and stuff like that. But yeah. during the the act, the actual show, I never took my phone out of my pocket because as much as I wanted to, I don't know, maybe take take photos or have some memories. I was I I was overwhelmed with a desire to actually take it really seriously and live in it and drink it in. Um. So when I see people do, doing doing videos on their phones at concerts. I'm almost more like, dude, just live in it. Like, just just be part of it. You'll, you'll- that's sort of because to me, that's such like a boomer approach. That it's one of these things like, <laughs> sh- like, don't have your phone out the whole time, you you douchebag. But um, I don't like if you want to pull out your phone and record the chorus of your favorite song, um, so that you can you can remember this moment. Fine. Uh, like who cares you're not having a phone like a tiny little phone screen in front of me for 30 to 90 seconds isn't going to ruin the concert i'm not even going to remember it you know um but if that helps you have a keepsake 
then that's fine. And also the whole like, oh, cell phones should be banned at concerts. Like, um, looking out, going to a con, a, a, like a stadium concert or like in a big arena, um, and where a slow song comes on and everyone has their cell phone light out, that is like the most fucking beautiful thing you can see. And so, um, I don't yeah, know what I'm I, talking I, about. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I I support like cell phones being allowed to be on you at a concert. Um. And uh, again, it depends on the concert, like, and where you're sitting and stuff like that. Like, you know, seeing someone that you don't really care that much about, but you like, uh, you know, some of their songs and you're sitting way at the back. Maybe you just want to like put your feet up, go on your phone and just kind of half listen to the concert. And that's your prerogative, you know, Um, but as long as you're not ruining it for anyone else. Um, I think that's the main thing is like when you when you start to have your phone out the entire time and you're being really conscious you're not moving with the crowd because you're focused on keeping your shot um, that's when you're starting to ruin it for other people you're starting to impact other people's experience and that's when it becomes and I think that gets to the heart of this whole podcast is like with every almost every rule we've talked about the rule is are you impeding on other people's enjoyment of this piece of pop culture and if so then cease I think that you could sum up the whole that's that's the ultimate rule of thumb and you know what that's like that's the last one about pop culture and i think that's a great place to end because especially in this time of coronavirus and covid19 um both of them uh happen to come out at the same time uh you know we should just be you, you just need to be considerate of other people um and yourself Take care of yourself. Oh, Richard, Take care of others. Are you are you putting a message in this podcast? I am. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, yeah, I just, just, I don't care about the the message. I just want a good podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's the general uh, the rule of thumb uh, at the end of the day is to just not be a dick to other people. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's a really nice. Nice little moment to end on. Richard, thank you so much. And I think that, um, first of all, thank you for listening. And if you liked this um, this podcast, then please consider supporting us on all the different places. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I need a, I'm need thinking about writing down all the places so I can just run through them. Um, you can email <laughs> us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com. Support us on patreon.com slash coldpopshire. Or come and chat with us on, on our Discord, which there'll be a link to in, in the description. And, like, I don't know how famous you guys think we are. Like, I don't know if we have, like, a some listener in 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 missouri who thinks we're we're too hot shots to to chat with them like we we are on the discord all the time we contribute (laughs) probably (laughs) as much as anyone else does in that discord so if you really want to get to know us that's a great place to do it um but richard you you have kind of a set of rules adjacent to pop culture that i would i would love to end this episode on and i'm not going to say anything i'm going to let just you um the, this this famous you famously had the set of rules for pizza parties which yeah you know when do you have a pizza party when you watch movies so richard what are your rules for pizza parties all right so this is the um this this, this will take us home so uh a little bit of background just over a year ago um we had a big um like upgrade at, at work and so that meant that a, a group of us had to uh work on saturday night and just make sure because they you know changed everything over when nothing was happening kind of thing and so there was about um 15 of us um that came in and 
we they said don't worry about dinner like dinner will be provided for you uh and then when it hit eight o'clock or whatever and they're like all right head upstairs there's this pizza and I'm like sweet um there was three supreme pizzas now they weren't they weren't even your normal supreme they were like they all had like at least one like divisive topping on them so like like whole fucking tomatoes or like pineapple or olives and mushrooms and things like that so it's like these aren't no no one these aren't anyone's favorite pizza so um and also just just not at all enough to feed us so uh i decided that i never wanted this to happen again so uh a few (laughs) weeks later so as not to seem um you know like a knee-jerk reaction Mm -hmm. i posted this guide on facebook and maybe you can take this home and um and you know just just and, and pay it forward so this is buying pizzas for a group the guide so this guide is for if you're buying for a group of people that for whatever reason you can't won't or don't survey beforehand of what about what they would prefer um obviously that's the first protocol if you're buying for a group of five mates you go okay what should we have but say you've got a you know you're you're catering your kids sport team and you can't (laughs) i don't know Mm -hmm. whatever so the formula for how many pizzas to get. Now, this is very important. If you take away one thing uh, from this podcast, ignore, don't be a dick to everyone else. Um, ignore, wash your hands. It's this. Mm-hmm. Um, if N is representing the amount of people you are buying for, the minimum amount of pizza you should buy is N divided by two plus one. Okay. So if you're buying for an odd number of people, you round up. For a group of nine people, you should buy six pizzas. The only exception to this is if you have a group of either three or four, it may be acceptable to only buy two. However, this depends on the crowd. Uh, If you're catering for your kid's sport team uh, and there's only four of them for some reason, uh, but they've just come off, you know, playing a game, you probably maybe want to get three pizzas for them if you know they're they're all all hungry growing boys. Um, Or girls. Now, or girls. I don't care. I just want a good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, what about flavors? Obviously, you should always get a vegetarian option. I'm not like trying to take that away from anyone. I'm not going to be a dick about it. Uh, but here's a helpful guide. If you're buying two pizzas, get one vegetarian and one meat lovers. Um, although if you're only buying two, the group's probably small enough that you could just ask them. Um if you were buying three, one vegetarian, one meat lovers, and then one other flavor, we'll come back to the other flavor in just a moment. Um, four pizzas, two meat lovers, one vegetarian, one other flavor. And uh, maybe one of those meat lovers you want to mix up, maybe do a barbecue swirl on one, don't do it on the other one. Um, and if for five pizzas, it'll be two vegetarian, two meat lovers, one other. Um, make a judgment call, because it could be that like they'd want... You know, if you, if you know for a fact there's only one vegetarian, get like one vegetarian, then three meat lovers mix up the barbecue swirl and whatnot, and then like one other flavor. Um, you can follow this pattern as far as it needs to go. I would say you want at least like half to be meat lovers or pepperoni, and then a quarter to be vegetarian and a quarter to be the other flavors, which again, we'll get to in a moment. Um, favoring, if you are buying an odd number of pizza, you favor the other flavor over vegetarian, unless you know it's a vegetarian heavy group. Mm-hmm. Now, specifics. Um, by other flavor, I mean, choose from like Hawaiian, 
some kind of supreme like those one meat one vegetable kind of things beef and onion um pepperoni or like things like that um apricot chicken and chicken cranberry are a safe bet um depending on where you're ordering from uh you know inquire ahead of time some places do like do these things really really badly and some it's like the best pizza on their menu um so your mileage may vary but you know use your best judgment um now pepperoni i mentioned earlier is actually a very versatile pizza it can be used in place of meat lovers so if you want to like save a couple of bucks um instead of meat lovers get a pepperoni or uh, you can also get meat lovers and pepperoni as your other flavor now um if you know you're catering for someone who is gluten-free it's your responsibility to ask them their preferred flavor and get it on a gluten-free base if you can't contact them get a veggie and a meat lovers on a gluten-free base the meat lovers will still get eaten by the group um if you if the numbers are getting up to like six seven plus pizzas um and you don't know anyone in the group uh look at getting a vegan option if the place you're buying from does it because some of them are actually quite good these days um and uh here's probably that's not the last point but it's potentially the most important okay. one uh not everyone likes the same weird flavors that you oh, do so, so don't true. force them on people so true. Uh, 99 out of 100 out of 100 pizza eaters will either eat meat lovers or vegetarian like they're happy to eat at least one of those two yeah um that's the most important thing it's the basis of this whole guide is that 99 percent of people will happily eat either meat lovers or vegetarian yeah um so it's a bit it's you should always assume at least one person is vegetarian in any given group um you don't have to assume anyone has any like allergies like tomato or anything like that unless you're told otherwise um this uh this whole guide as well is for like domino's pizza Hut, those kind of simple was it 12 inch pizzas um like you know if you come at me like with your fucking chicago deep dish or like your giant new york pizzas um use your best judgment this guide obviously isn't going to work um and uh last of all this guide is for if you're buying for a group which either you don't know the preferences of or you don't know the people at all if you're buying for a group which you know is vegetarian heavy skew towards that if you know like you know vice versa you can use your best judgment if it's a if it's the, not the first time you're buying for this group or like if you're if you were catering like Greenpeace or peter um peter you know you shouldn't be catering peter because they're an evil organization but say if you're catering like Greenpeace or the spc spca um you know you would probably skew towards vegetarian yeah um so that's that uh, nice. a few people in the comments asked me about cheese pizzas um they're kind of just like a boring option where if you maybe want to save money just to beef up your numbers a little bit you could could use that as the other flavor um or even the vegetarian option if you like i'm pretty sure there aren't any vegetarians but if there is one they'll be able to just eat that one yeah um but yeah that is awesome my life's work well done richard thanks so much i'm gonna go eat a pizza now um but you the listener can stay tuned for our post-credit scene, which will what be kind coming of, what up. What kind of pizza are you going to get? A cheese pizza with stuffed crust nice. and extra cheese. <laughs> stay tuned for our post-credit scene coming with a, up just with a about cheese now swirl. after this music finishes. Um, and yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Oh.
Holy shit, what a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Was not expecting the weekly podcast to end that way. Oh Oh my my god. God. I I can't wait to find out what happens next week. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome everybody to the definitely not pre-recorded post-credits scene uh, at the end of each of our episodes. This is a segment where we we let anyone who donates more than $5 on our Patreon give us a topic to talk about in this little extra bit. So if you want to get in on that too, you can head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Popshire <laughs> and donate at least $5 and then you too, you too can dictate what we talk about in this little segment so richard today's post-credit scene Mm -hmm. comes to us from uh brianna mczant oh yeah who has actually appeared on the show before and i'm sure she'll have a nice concise question for us to cover (laughs) she actually asks quite a few questions which isn't not not allowed um but okay, well let's let's make this whole post credit sequence like us just quick fire answering these questions as to not dwell on it for too yeah. long because that would send the 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 wrong idea that anyone can do this and we'll just give you more time. Mm, and and if we don't want this to balloon to be longer than the episode itself. Yes, okay. All right. So, uh Richard, you go then I'll go. So, like I'll I'll read the question, okay. you answer it then I'll answer it. All right, what yeah. is the least offensive Disney sequel? Hmm. L- let me let me think about this. <laughs> uh, least offensive Disney sequel. Um, I mean, are we talking theatrical releases? I'm th- I'm thinking straight to video releases. She doesn't specify. Yeah, like that. it has to be like your traditional Disney sequel. Uh, I'm going to say Cinderella three: A Twist in Time. I'm going to say The Lion King two: Simba's Pride. Okay, no. Richard. Oh no, this is to me. AJ, can you please laugh Richard. for 15 <laughs> seconds straight? Okay, can you count? Uh, let me pull up a timer or something. All right. Yeah, I'll just count. Okay, go. <laughs> Time. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, what What is the best movie to view on the first date? Uh, I think it's whatever you discuss beforehand, a movie that, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't seen this. And then you show it to them and then you can uh, assess that person's taste. Um, a good example of this is The Princess Bride. That's a real good answer. Because it's got something for everyone. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to just move on because I can't think of an answer. Uh, because I haven't been on enough first dates. <laughs> All right, Too busy um, on those wh- second dates, what, eh, boy? <laughs> would you rather... <laughs> would you rather create only... Oh, I can't fucking read the question. Would you rather create only one great movie in your life or dozens of subpar movies? Uh, these are actually, like, the same for me. I, I, I don't mind. I, like... So I presume if I create only one great movie, I only create one movie. Uh, actually, I'm going to go movie because then I can still work in TV and music videos and stuff and still be respected. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go one movie so I can, yeah, I can be remembered. Yeah. Uh, if you had to watch one movie for a year, what would it be? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I'm going to go uh, about a boy that's been on my mind lately. 
what is the funniest movie? Uh, they came together or walk hard. Those are the and pop star never stopped ever stopping. Those are the three that appeal most to my sense of humor. Nice. I'm gonna go Big Trouble, which is a movie I've frequently recommended, mainly on the Patreon show. It's a Tim Allen movie, uh, and I really love it. It's from 2002. It's called Big Trouble. Please suggest we watch it. <laughs> I really want to watch it. It's like it's it's a movie that uses the same formula as Arrested Development. All right, all right. Uh, what is what genre of movie is your favorite oh i mean whatever i don't care i don't really i don't like fantasy i can tell you that that's the only genre that i uh put any kind of Mm. above or below everything else on like everything everything else has good films and bad films but i'm gonna go cabaret is the best genre of movie cabaret do you think it's possible to adapt a full-length novel into a film well yes uh yeah i do uh it's yeah, and like, there's always going to be stuff that people are like, oh my god, they didn't include my favourite bit because everyone reads a book and, and different things stay with them. Uh, I don't think you can adapt it page for page and include every single thing, um, but I think there are many fantastic adaptations of um, books into movies, and it's about capturing the essence rather than every single thing that happens in it. Nice. Uh, and the last two questions go hand in hand, and I don't think we should answer either of them because it gives the patrons too much power. What franchise are you least looking forward to covering, and what franchise are you most looking forward to covering? Uh, I'm not telling. That's that's our little secret. <laughs> I'm not going to tell people who can tell me what movies to watch, what my what the ones I don't want to watch are. Yeah, there is there is a franchise I borderline will refuse to cover. Um. And it might it might just be that I'm not on that episode, um, and I've made it clear in the past what it what my franchise I'm most looking forward to is, and uh, even recently on the Discord, and you can do that your own research and find out the answer to that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.